Greetings and blessings on this second weekend of Lent. You know, thanks for joining me on this journey through our mission values. You know, as I mentioned in the last session, you know, these mission values are meant to bring clarity to how we are to behave as Catholic individuals and as a church on mission. And obviously a lot can be said about each one of them, but there's only a limited time for these reflections, so I can only touch the surface. But hopefully we'll all receive something from the Lord to think and pray about um, in our own lives. And last week we reflected upon this beautiful value, being ambitious for God in his kingdom. I hope that was helpful for you and you had have time to reflect upon it and you received something um, from your prayer and reflection. But this week, let's look at our second mission value. It's this conviction that God has set us apart for his work. You know, I'm not really sure how many Christians think about this very often, or perhaps it's just kind of in the background of everyday living. But we are no longer living in a Christian culture. God has been pushed out of everywhere and everything, including people's lives. You know, our recent October Pew counts um, in this diocese reveal that since you know, 2015, mass attendance has dropped 38%. 38%. Why is that? I wish I had the answer to why people stop going to Mass, but I do know that the lens in which we view cultural norms is no longer Christian. In short, I believe that we live in a quasi-pagan society. Our culture was once deeply Christian. Our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. But over time, by the slow and thorough process the culture has been consciously ridding itself of its Christian foundation. We are therefore not attempting to make converts from pagans. We are attempting to bring people back, defectors, to the church. It's a different and more difficult challenge. And this, I would guess, saddens the Lord. Yes, it saddens the Lord. God wants his world back. So in light of this, let me share with you three fundamental convictions. The first one is the world is crying. Just look around. The church is crying. And thirdly, you and I are not alive by chance. You were born for this and for this time. So let me ask you, do you believe that God has created you and put you on this earth for a specific purpose with a specific mission for him. And if so, are you and I living as if this is the case? Because you and I have been born for this time in history, as were the apostles and the disciples of the early church born for their time in history. It's no accident, it's no coincidence, or chance that you and I are where we are in the year 2024. There were 11 apostles and a few disciples who had met, walked with him, and embraced Jesus. They were overwhelmed by him, overwhelmed enough to give their lives to his mission. They were born for their time and then sent on mission by Jesus himself. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, they were told. So they surrendered themselves in answer to this very call. 
Friends, this very same call was given to you on the day you were baptized. It was strengthened on the day you were confirmed and received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And it is strengthened every time we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Every time we receive mercy in the sacrament of penance. So if God wants his world back, who's going to help make that happen? Friends, whether we like it or not, this mission has been given to each one of us. God has set each one of you and me apart for this work. And though we may not always see it, God is doing something bigger than us. He's not nervous about the world. He's not afraid. But he wants our help in the same way he needed the help of the apostles in the early church to bring forth the work of the gospel. And you know, the saints can spur us on. You know, I love the aspirations and the inspiration of one saint, St. Joan of Arc. You know, she was put to death at the age of 19. And as she was leaving her hometown to start her mission to save France, she was asked by a woman in her village how she was going to be able to do this with all the soldiers around. And this is what she said. She said, I am not afraid because God is with me. I was born for this. You know, God already has a plan for you and how you are called to engage in the Lord's mission. One that bears your name and no one else's. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future, the prophet Jeremiah tells us. So what is God's plan for you? It must prayerfully be discerned. Prayer is the key to opening the door to this plan. You know, in the Gospels, didn't Jesus take time in prayer to discern the Father's plan for his life? He said, I only do what the Father tells me. But what the Father told him came through his prayer in union with the Father. And the apostles and the saints, they prayed in order to know what to do and not merely before doing something. Discernment takes time, so don't expect the Lord to reveal everything all at once. So during this next week of Lent, I would encourage you to do these three things. First, take time daily in prayer and ask the Lord this question. Lord, what would you have me do for you? What would you have me do for you? And secondly, spend time praying with the sacred scriptures. It's the living word of God. It's the way in which God speaks to us. This living word helps us to discern God's will for us. And thirdly, pray for the grace of surrender. We were born for this, all of us. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. And God bless you all.